0: Oh, episode 63 of The Blathering. I know this. I didn't check before the show. Oh, no, it might be. No, I think it's 63. Last week was 62. You know, you'd think, especially someone who occasionally gets hired to produce live shows and podcasts, you'd think I'd pay attention to the little details. That's the key to success, kids. Just coast and slide under the radar. And then you'll survive. I'm kidding. That's not the way to succeed. This is The Blathering. I'm Kat You might know me from things in the past that you occasionally watched on the internet. But I'm still here having fun, hanging out with all of you. Uh, What comes to mind is what we discuss here. Uh, We've we've got video versions. we got the podcast version. Listen to them both, all right? Sync them up. Download the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Press play as you press play on the video. You might have to wait for a preamble ad to, you know, pre roll to get out of your life, uh, you know, and then uh, then you just listen to both one ear and the other. All right, that's the that's the way to help me the most. I'm kidding. Just tell friends about the show. Uh, so I had a, a lot of fun uh, last night at the time of this recording. Went to a drag show in West Hollywood at Mickey's Wee Ho, a um, vibrant. Uh, poppin location poppins probably that makes me sound like i'm an undercover narc but it's vibrant and 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 loved it and didn't go for some uh you know political statement uh you know it could be construed as that but i, I went to celebrate a birthday of a, of a dear old friend uh, i haven't had a chance to see a lot in the last couple of years my friend uh, Brittany uh, and her husband matt uh, matt key a lot of you know matt I'm working with Matt again right now on a little, um, little part-time job. And so it was, you know, we're back in orbit. Do you ever have that with longtime friends? I mean, people that, you know, that you still love dearly, but then suddenly you find yourself in separate orbits. And you, you it's weird waters to navigate. Because you're like, hey, we love each other. We we're, we were very close. And now we I just don't get to see you maybe twice a year. Uh, and a lot of that has been on just me being busy, uh, uh, locked down, all that kind of blah, 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 blah. But anyways got to see Brittany, celebrate her birthday. About 40 of us went down to uh, take over Mickey's wheel It was great. And go to this drag show. And I have uh, seen drag performances before, but always part of other things. Um, You know, special engagement type of things. They're part of a larger celebration uh, uh, or kind of um, like a burlesque show. And maybe there was a Uh, a drag queen just uh, plying their trade in the middle of it or something like that. This is my first proper sawdust on the floor drag show. And you know, here it is still early in pride month, which has become a, a positive thing for uh, that community. And and for those who, who who stand with the uh, community exhibiting pride, but the history of it, if you look it up, of course, is it's a little darker. But that's part of what I love about it now, right? It's it. Let's claim our pain. Let's claim our trauma, and let's uh, transfer it as best we can without forgetting the scars because you, you can't. But let's transfer all of this into a celebration of of who we are. And, and Pride Month itself is is uh, I've seen interesting discussions around it, right? The uh, rainbow capitalism uh, brand throws a rainbow uh, in the logo and look at us and, you know, uh, really might you be trying to capitalize it. That's there's a lot of truth that there's a lot of discussion to have about that. Um, But at the end of the day, I personally think that's that's kind of. um, Cynical, you know, Uh, I also I also think. Like throwing a. Uh, a rainbow logo up does also not, does not make you an ally. I, I, I am one who I, I will admit does not participate in any of that kind of stuff regularly. Cause number one, my Twitter, Twitter profile is, is just, it's, it's, it's alternate reality. Anyways, um, your actions, how you treat those around you, uh, what you say when the time comes that to me might make you a better ally, but a lot of wonderful discussions too about make, make sure you stand close enough. So if rocks are, are flung at them, you get hit too. That that's usually the mark of a good ally, right? And I sometimes maybe I fail in that, to be honest. So all that to say, uh it was uh it was a lot of fun to go to Santa Monica, uh West Hollywood, that er- right, when I say Santa Monica, like Santa Monica Boulevard for those who um don't know the LA Google Maps uh, as well as I do. Um West Hollywood, um which is uh, I would I'd say it's a you know, for lack of a better term, like it's a famous gay community, right? That When I moved to L.A. in 1998, that's one of the things. People were like, oh, if you go there, gay community, right? And then little naive Kenny going, oh, gosh. And then I started to go there in the early 2000s with uh, friends and um, just had a wonderful time. So all that to lead to, to my big point. Um, man, I had a wonderful time. Oh, my God, I had a wonderful time. The, the, the drag show was um, featured about, uh, uh, I think, five, including the host, Morgan McMichaels. Uh, I think about five performers, um, queens, as it were. And what fun. Joy, does the word joy, happiness, energy, positivity, uh, those all belong there and belong in the discussion about what it was like. What it is like if you if you go to one, but it's beyond that. It's beyond that, and this is this is absolutely a remix of things I've talked about before. But I I think it bears repeating because right now, you know, drag shows, drag performances, drag queens, um, you hear that in the news a lot, and. The politicians are going to play their reindeer games, and this isn't even about that, right? Uh, yelling at um, uh, you know a Republican senator or you know Florida governor, uh, trying to use this in uh, drag this being drag shows and, and drag culture and drag queens and performers and those who attend the shows to use it in their culture war. I can't stop that here right now. There's nothing I can do that will stop them. I can only say uh, things from the heart and, and share my experiences so that those who listen to those kind of dangerous fools might have pause, might give pause to, to taking it in and, and, and maybe looking at it in a different way and processing it in a different way. Uh, yeah. Go to one. <laughs> Go to a drag show. Go to one. Seriously. Seriously. If you're if you're in a corner with your arms crossed about this go to one. And you'll find a group group of people on the stage and around the stage who are living in the present who are living within their complete and full selves who are telling stories entertaining and just being themselves. For the sake of a of a, of a magical greater good that I can't fully describe, right? And like I said, it's a joy, happiness, positivity those are words that belong here, but those are that's not the end of the description. It's not the end of the story, and this is where you know I choose to focus on this side of it i i I can't fully explain it. Uh, I talked before about going to see Lady Gaga in concert at Dodger Stadium, and fifty five thousand people feeling connected. Uh, via one performer's you know, music and persona and, and, and her causes and what she believes in and, and, and all rallying around that and, and having her, her music um, permeate their soul and process in their own way and it becomes their own story, all those kind of things. But really, it's 55,000 people who are free to be themselves. That was the power of the Dodger Stadium show for me. And I've mentioned before too, uh, like I said up top, early 2000s was was the time where because of some of the people in my life, I was going down to some uh, famous uh, uh, res- restaurants and bars, um, the Abbey, uh, perhaps the, the most famous gay bar, quote unquote gay bar in, in this neck of the woods. I don't know how, how the world, if the world knows of it, the Abbey is still strong and it's almost, so, it's so big it's cliche, right? It's, it's like the Beatles, of gay bars uh, around the court I used to go do uh, not i wouldn't do because we know I, I just i'm afraid of karaoke but i used to go watch some um uh, uh karaoke at the at this bar called Motherload, which may or may not still be there santa monica and robertson the heart of this community and and, and mickey's uh, WeHo's, uh is, is all close to that and even those times that was the first time that i, exper- I didn't fully understand it couldn't put all the words on it in 2000 2001 when I was going to these things but it's like I, I i i want to be clear i was never raised uh to be hateful i was never raised to um never raised to to look down on anyone else who wasn't me right of of all sorts absolutely wasn't give my parents credit for that but there definitely was a vibe of but don't don't go that way. We don't want you to go that way. And I'm not just talking about don't be gay, but I'm just like, you know, you should you probably shouldn't be dancing with the devil at these uh bars. By the way, just regular bars were bad enough. But a, a gay bar, don't don't dance with the devil. Don't do that. Don't do that. And they're right to try to raise me that way. Um, the churches I was involved in there they're right if you will to i guess say that certainly um but to actually cross the threshold into those bars and into those places was a wonderful experience for me in my mid-20s um to see them and i use quotations around them to see them an entire community as people pretty valuable uh to realize um that uh, I wasn't suddenly someone I wasn't. Ooh, you know. Um, and that I could not just walk away with, well, that was a good time, but I walked away with a deeper understanding of, of a world I'd been um, taught to, to make sure I stood away from. Right? I don't know if these words are making sense, but I felt that again last night. And I'm not here to get on my Sermon on the Mount about this, but it's just like I wish people could understand it. I wish people could experience it. Uh, to be amongst a, a community, an LGBTQ plus community, a gay community, a queer community, um, that has had so much pain to get to this moment of joy. And then when they're in these within these walls, and you know, for some it's just a Monday, we're going to go hang out at a bar. For us it was a birthday party, right? And for the, uh, the the Queen's performing, it was a night's work, right? Fun night, but a night's work. But the road to get to that point, the road to get into this safe space here and, and be yourself without persecution from the world is immeasurable. And when it is expressed in that kind of joy, you know, lip syncing and dancing to songs. Dear God, you're burning in hell for that, right? Like it's just it's 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 tragically comical to me because it's still a little, it's funny in that like total tragic <laughs> time plus tragedy equals comedy type of thing that drag shows are in the news by absolute dimwits. Who, by the way, probably just want to be there themselves. They're in the news. They're vilified. These drag shows, these drag performers, uh, white supremacists, neo Nazis, uh, and, and church groups or whatever going out and, and and you know the the we know those certain church groups that go out and, and protest this stuff. And I look, I, I'll say it's to me, I I, I do believe it is some it is right. Like I just saw today on Twitter, there was um. Story going around again. I always say, read deeper, but I'm scrolling, warming up a burrito because this is my life on a Tuesday night. And and there was some guy across um, a pride parade, a pride event, um, yelling, screaming, quoting Bible verses and carrying a sign or something like that. that you're going to hell. And I I would argue that, that he has a right to do that. Right. He was arrested for it. I don't know the circumstances for it, to be clear. Um, I don't know if that's right. But, you know. But these groups that show up to them and and they cross their arms and they wear their masks and they stand in front of it and they think they're soldiers in this culture war, I don't think they fully understand what they're trying to stop. On one hand, it is complete silliness. It is, it is lip syncing to catchy popular songs with amazing dance numbers and people are throwing dollar bills up and there's laughter and there's joy. Dear God, why do you want that to stop? But in the bigger picture of this is some sort of perversion. This is unnatural. This is an abomination to God. And we must stop it because we are warriors in this culture war. I, 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 what are you fighting for to destroy these lives? To destroy to keep stamping out the joy, to keep stamping out the, the the very existence of these folks. Like this is the what are you fighting for type of question I always want to ask. And I again I don't know I don't know if you were to take a. a average neo-nazi in a pair of pleated dockers from walmart and a polo shirt and a mask on i don't know if you were to take them and put them in a drag show if they come out and go i was all wrong and it was fun i don't know if that would happen i think their minds are made up but again it's those around i can't stop them i can't stop the politicians but i can stop the people on the margins who just follow lock uh, step with with the the politics of, the, of their, their upbringing or the, or the politics of their church or the politics of just um, their own apathy, right? You're not you're not just stopping a silly dance show. It's like art to me because I do think it's an art. It's like movies. I, it just drives me crazy that 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 we would look down uh, upon these movies while also trying to lift them up, but acting like they don't matter. But they do matter and they destroy our lives and they're pointless like it's this weird mix when I get around all these people talk about movies on YouTube shows and they just stay so much on the surface and, and, and degrade the things they're talking about but also add so much importance to it if it's not done to their liking right. I love into the Spider Verse too. Great, 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 great. And we talk, they talk, they go on these shows and they talk about it. They don't say anything of importance because it's just kind of silly Spider Man stuff, anyways, but we liked it. But if they didn't like it, they'd burn everything to the ground. Well, they could have done this. They should have done this. My expectations are this. That's, kinda, that's how I see this drag show thing. It's like you're trying to stop some silly dancing, you're trying to stop some silly loud singing and some laughter and some joy. And that's all it is to you, because you don't understand it. But then, really, what you're doing is is because it's not going your way, you're full of all these would've's and could've's and should've's, and and and, and it goes to the grooming talk and um the perversion of the youth and all the it is it, nonsense. What you're stamping out is. Is people who have fought so long and hard be f- from people like you, dockers, dude, standing out in front of this? They 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 can't go into a Starbucks and be who they are for fear of uh, of scorn at best, violence, murder at worst. They they can't be themselves under any normal circumstances. And by the way. That's not to suggest that they're going to walk around every day, go to a Starbucks in full drag with a wig, and a dress and sing and Celine Dion. That's not who they are. But who they are as people, who they are as, as, as living, breathing human beings and, and what they say, and what they sound like and what they dance to and groove to and drink in a coffee cup. They just can't be themselves generally around the world because of Docker's dude standing out in front of the drag show. And one misstep could lead to their death. And this this goes, you know, for a lot of communities too. And I, I'll even say just women in general too. I talked about that before, not to get into it. It's like why 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 a lot of straight girls, straight-ish girls even, will go to a, a, a quote unquote gay club is assholes like docker dude aren't aren't in the clubs trying to drug them aren't in the clubs trying to control them aren't in the clubs trying to conquest them and inquire of them so they can just be themselves as well with their friends that's what you're stamping out and last night every and it sold out you know relatively small bar in west hollywood everyone was there Getting to be themselves no matter what their journey was to this point. And that's what's powerful. That's what's moving. So I'm having fun. I'm pulling out ones and trying to get the attention of some wonderful, fabulous, beautiful, divine drag queens. So you have this interaction. But really what the energy is around me, it's people around me, behind me. It's everyone part of this. That was what was experienced at the Lady Gaga show. It wasn't that everyone there was gay or everyone there had some, uh, you know, a lot of pain growing up. It was just we were all there for this one thing, this one feeling, this one person. But it was a, it was a connective energy and a connective thread for we are all ourselves inside this stadium tonight. And, and, and not much anyone can do about it, hopefully. And that's what it was last night. And the, the feeling returned. Return. And it's not always as big and and glorious as, as as a concert at a at a major league baseball stadium with fifty five thousand people. There there was maybe two hundred people in the bar and in the drag uh, performance uh, drag uh, performance stage side of it as well. Like, but it was the same energy and it was just as powerful. It was just as powerful when, when, when an oppressed group of any kind, historically oppressed group of any time just gets to be themselves it is it is I do believe divide in the most spiritual sense and so I'm waving dollar bills trying to get the attention and have a have a hoot and a holler but in that moment and I get their attention Well, at one point one of, one of the performers stood on me and there was another guy you know folding chairs tiny aisle three feet between us he was a big dude, like 6'6'' six, six kind of dude, right? And uh, he and his boyfriend were sitting here having a great time. And I'm over here with my friends uh, Joe and, and Torlin. And and uh, one of the performers comes and, l- and braces, puts uh, puts her, her feet on both of us and, you know, stands up to sing. And, and God, it's one of the best moments of my life. I, I think video exists. I have, to, I have to check in with Matt. And then she, she, she the queen gets off and walks off and I look at this guy who I've I, never met I think he's in the front front group but I don't know who he is and I look at him I look at his boyfriend and we're just like this that's the greatest that was the greatest thing ever, but it wasn't just that that was the great thing it was just here's someone on my leg whose whose whole life of persecution and pain has led to moments like this here's me with my background a relatively calm privilege the only problems are internal to my own soul that i create for myself and i'm here to be part of this and here's another person with their journey and the, the three of us forming a triangle of joy and belonging and community and purpose it's divine i'm telling you i'm telling you as someone who's raised <clears throat> raised in the church Capital T, capital C. God was more present there. Many of the services I've been in. I felt God at church. I want to be clear. I felt God at church camps. I've been on the mountain. I've gotten the fire up there. I believe. Believe. I believe that that's my interpretation of it. And all else is a bet we're making. But I'm telling you, it was more spiritual. It was more divine. It was more um, glorious. Um, than any uh, other moment i felt uh, at, at a church. I'll tell you that. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if none of this works for you and you don't want to go to a drag show and you don't like drag queens and you think they're going to burn in the pit of Hades, great. Nothing I say will change your mind. I'm just asking you to stay the fuck away. And stay the fuck off Twitter about it. Let these people live. Let me live. That's the thing, too. This has been in part of my conversation before about the, the Orlando nightclub shooting, the Pulse shooting in, what was that, 2017? It's a violation of that. It's, that was a violation of everything I've talked about or stumbled through tonight. And and no one that I know from my old life would, well, <laughs> most of them would not want anyone in that nightclub to die. They would say they don't want them to die for being who they are. And I think for the most part, I think that's true. But the thing is, I don't think they know who's in that nightclub. Just like anyone passing by who might have ill will towards a drag show. Anyone passing by Mickey's WeHo uh, midnight on a Monday into a Tuesday morning had no idea who actually was intending, attending that event. They only had what they thought. Right? They don't know that me, average, you know, below average, average straight white male Ken is there. They don't know. They don't know who I'm sitting next to. They think we're all deviants. And when they pull the guns out to do what they want to do on some mission from God to rid the earth of these deviants, to make some sort of stand morally, they don't know who's in there. It's a point I'd make to to folks from my old life, folks from my old belief systems. I'm in there. People like me are in there that you... I think under you know, you know what I mean I I, I don't even want to fucking run for office on this right now It's so much fucking fun last night And and we all would agree that hate is a bad thing but there's so many people f- out there filled with hate for this kind of thing They're filled with, filled with hate for a You know, mid-30s, born Asian male, dressed as a woman, singing a Celine Dion song. That is abhorrent to them and deserving of hate and deserving of wrath. How silly is that when you boil it down to that? How dangerous is that when you boil it down to its core? But how painfully silly it is, too. I wanted to come on tonight and just share my joy. So I'll, I'll try to concentrate on that. But I'm trying to explain why. I'm trying to explain why again. Why it's so goddamn fun. It is next level. When you get to just be part of something in which the energy is pure, radiant joy. Eh, it's amazing. And it's a different energy, right? It's a different energy than other things. That's all, that's the other thing, too. I'm a big sports fan. I love sports. I love going to big sports games. There's a different, aggressive, combative energy at those events. I think sports are good. I think competition is good. I think training and focusing on competition is great. I, I, I do. But you cannot deny that the energy is different. Cannot deny it. For some, it's a shared experience. Your team, my team, we're watching it. You go to a baseball game, there's a simmering underlying tension. You go to a drag show, the only thing simmering is your pants because you're having too much fun and things are hot. I admit that was silly. See, that's why I don't like wordplay. But the vibe is different. I want you all to experience it. I want you all to take stock of those moments when you are privileged enough. Maybe it's because you're part of these, one of these communities. But when you are privileged enough to get to experience it, take note of it, take stock of it. And if you aren't getting these opportunities, take a closer look at what you got going on. You can't. Automatically overnight change the makeup of your friend group or your social circle or where you live, which uh, where you live could be predominantly one group or predominantly another. Like, of course, of course, of course. I'm not saying suddenly I need you to fly out to West Hollywood, but I think I I want you all to take stock of those moments when you're around those that have earned the right after years of pain to be who they are. It's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. And, uh, you know, take stock. Enjoy these moments. Life is certainly short. I was in a car accident Sunday night. Uh, Minor. Everything's good. I did lose my temper at the scene, which was unfortunate, but... um, Unfortunate, but, yeah. Ongoing investigation. I I I got turned left into. And then the person was trying to Didn't you see my turn indicator? Like that 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 does not guarantee the right to turn left into me. Um, So everything's fine. Not only walked away, I popped out fat. Like fine, the old Mustang. We got it. I'm waiting for the word on that. Doesn't look good for the Mustang. The car's the car's drivable. I've been driving around. You ever see those idiots in your in your town who're driving in a car that it's like missing a fender? Uh, Side doors all squished in. You're like, what's that person's story? That's me right now. Like, Look at this guy in the Mustang. (laughs) What's he doing? (laughs) He's got a 2002 Mustang. And it's just, it looks like it did a Dukes of Hazard dive over a cliff. So I'm waiting the word on it. It's most likely totaled. Not because the car is, it can't be fixed. But the the adjuster was like, uh, the. it's hard to find parts for these. Insurance companies don't want to invest in it, so I'll be walking for a while. Um, but in that, you know, you have those moments, and, and you know, and I'll say this perspective, about perspective of life: why you, you you why you should go to a drag show when you get the chance to experience this divine joy. Um, you know, you get a little bit of that re, that trauma from an accident where you just like I had to go pick up. I was in the middle of doing something, so because my car, you know, was driving. I finished my errand, and was picking up some food uh, along with that. And I'm just sitting there in the, in the little veggie grill restaurant that I was getting food from just like, well, that could have been worse. Cause I got, I got pushed into the, uh, to try to avoid the accident, I turned into the, into the oncoming lane. And thank God there was no cars and you kind of run through. And sometimes I have, you know, Francis in the front seat, of the car secured in a little carrier bag, and I try to seat it in, but I don't always see to see in, and then I'm like, God, what would happen if Francis was there or Grace was in the car? Often I drive Grace's car, like, what if I did? It? you know, and then you know, you start taking, like, whoa, you start running through those things, and I, and and I so even though I I got very, uh, you know, unreasonably angry at the scene of the of the accident, I started gaining some perspective. Then I went back to the scene to take some photos because also I'm good documenting things. 17 years of uh, liability reports. I will paper fuck you to death. I know how to do it, especially when I'm justified and have a leg to stand on. All right. So I went back and I documented the scene and took some pictures, all that kind of stuff. And I get back in my car and I'm texting my buddy, who I had bought the car from, who we're trying to keep this car alive. Maybe his daughter wants it when she, she's just getting her license. It's kind of a family car for you know. There's some sentimentality to, in the car. And uh, I said, "Buddy, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. The car's fine, but it doesn't look good." So I wasn't I wasn't texting and driving to be clear. But I get back in the car. I was texting him this stuff. getting in the car. Um... Hundred yards from my accident, I'm going to turn left on a, on a on a major city in in the San Fernando Valley, Hollywood Way, and I'm in a red turn lane. And then there's you know the green opposite of me. The cars start going, and someone ran the red light and smashed three cars. Like when I say ran a red light, I mean there ain't. Ain't no stopping them, that vibe. Everyone seemed alive. I don't know about injuries, but everyone seemed alive. But it was dramatic, and I was the first car ready to turn. And so then I'm driving home. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I'm going home. Message received. I should not have left the house tonight. And that's that scared me, you know? and illnesses and sudden tragedies or life changes. You never know where life takes you. So find the joy when you can get it. And I think if you want a burst of joy, if you want to be connected with an unprecedented and immeasurable amount of joy, go to a drag show. Hot damn, go to a drag show. Let's take a quick break. After this, I want to talk aliens. Yeah, it's a blathering. I still don't believe in aliens. I do not believe in aliens. And at the time of this recording, I have not uh, had a chance to, you know, lay in bed with my phone, checking news stories or articles or maybe putting headphones in and listen to a YouTube video. So I haven't had, again, I always I feel bad. I always, I'm always like, make sure you research the things you're reading. And then I always just kind of crash into recording the blatherings and uh, I don't necessarily always have the chance to do that myself, so I haven't had a chance. But you got these so-called uh, like whistleblowers, or at least one particular and uh, specific whistleblower, who is saying, "Oh yeah, we've got some non-human-made craft that we've recovered." And you read the article. I did read one of them, and there's a little bit of like, "Well, non-non-human could mean a lot of things," but this guy's he's kind of saying. It ain't just us. There's things going on. Where's Scully and Mulder? Like We found something, man. Roswell was real, man. I mean, Indiana Jones and the Christ- Kingdom and Crystal Skull should have convinced you that Roswell was real. By the way, I fucking love that movie. I will fight those that don't. Uh, I won't. Uh, maybe. I might want to. But this guy, so I was reading this, and I am as cynical as can be. On this issue. I've always said. I would love to know that there's aliens. And whatever. But I use that. That's a term. we Aliens. UFOs. Whatever. But you know what I mean. Creatures from another world. Beans from beyond. I'd love to. Love to know that. Just like I'd love to know. if There's ghosts. Or Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Or Nessie. Or all of it. I I I want to know. I'm interested in that stuff and I love talking about that stuff and I love hearing stories about it and watching silly docs and silly faux reality shows because I I you know what? I'm I'm ready to believe. But I don't believe in it. I don't. And I read this thing, there's people tweeting, there's people like saluting them on t- God bless you, whistleblower. Now we know we're not alone. You got to show me, man. The biggest leap of faith I'll take is there's two big leaps of faith I'll take in my life. That God exists, sub belief. Hey, you know, maybe Jesus Christ said said is who he says he is. I'm game for that one. And then the other one is that the Miami Dolphins will one day get to the Super Bowl again. These are two big leaps of faith that I take, and that's about all I have. It's about all I have left in my tank. You don't. If you, you, it's like Bob Lazar in Area 51. He has said some compelling things. I've watched a lot of things on Bob Lazar. He says some compelling things. There's some old videos where he says some things that later on, elements of whatnot, might have been proven somewhat true. But you gotta, you gotta go far than that. And I'm telling you, until the Martians land and they step out and they sing Lionel Richie's all night long flashback callback to snn i won't believe and so even this whistleblower and i and i want people's opinions by the way i'm and in, i'm intending to launch this mysteries in the unexplained uh like a straight up version where it's not nolan guthrie nolan will be out on assignment but it'll be me uh, talking to the people out there who want to believe just like me as well i want to know man but you don't just get to whistleblow and say yep we found some things I'm pretty. I'm because this guy's reputable, right? Bob Lazar, you dig in. There's some things going on. By the way, if you don't know who Bob Lazar is, just look him up. Bob Lazar, L A Z A R. It's fascinating. But this guy, I don't again don't have his name. Don't want to give him the attention if he doesn't deserve it. But he'll get the attention if he's right. <clears throat> He's high ranking. He's got clearances. Everyone around him is like, good dude, good dude. Never stood outside protested a drag show. He's a good dude, which, by the way, that's my measure of your you're good dude. And so here he is. And he's kind of enough's enough. Uh, we've, we've recovered craft not made by humans. Guy, give me a picture. You got it, and if you don't have the pictures, I'm sure it's classified. Steal it. That should be what it's about. I want to see a movie about that. Jeff Saunders stars in Stealing Alien Files. Like that's the movie I want. That the biggest thing. The biggest thing because I by again. I'm cynical. I'm a cynic on this issue. But when I see the headlines, just like when I see it, uh, U.S. military confirms there are thousands of UAP sightings yearly, or something I'm like. Well, of course there are. I love I love hearing the stories of commercial airline pilots who are like, "Oh yeah, I was flying over uh, flying over Altoona one night, and whoa, we looked out there, there was some. What did what did you fucking see, man? Take a picture. Well, it was 1972. Great. Is it happening now take your cell phone out and take a goddamn picture of the alien craft. I want to know every one of these ghost shows that I watch and I love them and I'm not stopping watching them. I want to go on a ghost hunt. I want to go search for Bigfoot, but every one of them in an era of, in an era where drones right now could fly over my house and tell you the brand of underwear I'm wearing. And these are drones purchased by Joe Schmo's next door. Or Mark Riley, a hero of mine with his drone work. Tell him I said so. Um, You're telling me, well, we found, we think we found proof of Bigfoot. Let's bring up the video. It looks like two pixels on an early version of Pac-Man. That's all we got. Every fucking time on those reality shows where they, oh, we got footage of Bigfoot or an alien or a ghost. It's on an infrared camera. It's never something right in front of us. Never. Something you could fake easily. And again, I will not stop watching those shows. So you come out of the woodwork and say, I'm a whistleblower. Alien craft, excuse me, craft of a non-human origin have been found. I'm listening. I'm reading your article. I'm listening. I want to know. Fill me in. But he says in this thing that we aint like we ain't the only ones that other co- other countries have have, have have discovered this stuff as well, which by the way, would make total 100% sense, right? I don't think the aliens we have we, we are pretty egocentric here in the West, a.k.a. The United States, we're pretty egocentric. We think everything revolves around us. Our language, our religion, our gun rights, everything. We are the trendsetters. Therefore, we are who you're supposed to be. We are the center of the universe. So I know it makes sense that to us, aliens would land and be like, well, we got to go to New York First. We're visiting Earth, you know. Oh, you're like like their alien friends back home are saying, "Oh, you're visiting Earth, you know where you gotta go. You gotta go to the Grand Canyon, beautiful." I was thinking going to the Great Wall of China. Oh no, oh no, horrible this time of year. Trust me, I did a I did a, a flying saucer drive by uh, two decades ago. You don't want to go there, Grand Canyon. Maybe swing on down to to Sedona. The rocks are gorgeous there. Uh, make your way to Phoenix, uh, get yourself a nice uh, to-go meal at EG's and hit the road. I'd love to think that's conversations in alien town, but they're they're coming to earth. They're coming to earth. They're coming to earth and they're seeing what's going on and they're everywhere. So when this guy says, you know, it's not just us. Well, better not damn well be us. But the thing is, the thing is, I ask you all, I, I'm, I don't have a definitive answer in my soul on this. Do you think all these countries out here, the ones we have tensions with, the ones we're in proxy wars with, or the ones that we have historical uh, beef with, wouldn't they, would someone slip the lip? Right, this is like again. This is the conspiracy theory, like like nine eleven. If you're one of those folks who think yeah, nine nine eleven complete inside job, towers were planes were driven. Yes, planes were driven into them, but really there was explosives in there, and this is all. I am listening, but you have got to like with you know you're in court. You've got to convince me that all the workers who lined those buildings with the bombs that you think are in there, the explosives that were in there, you've got to convince me that not one of them tries to sell his story. Not one of them tries to tell a tabloid or go to a news agency or 12 years later is like that. You know what? Didn't seem right. I was doing my job. I had high level of security clearance It didn't seem right. Or I didn't know what I was doing. I got hired for a job where I lined explosives in World Trade Center uh, 1 and 2. And uh, it seemed really weird that those towers exploded a day after I put them in there. Like, you know, like, you've got to get me to believe that. And if you've got an answer for that, I'm still listening. I'm still, I'm never not listening. I think that's the thing I want to get across. But you're telling me? Now, I believe, you know, Maybe China recovers some alien uh, alienware. Maybe they don't want to tell the world because maybe they're trying to reverse engineer it and make some space laser. Got it. I'm with you. Um, two years ago, I would have believed that, you know, Putin and his cronies, if they found something, they were going to try to weaponize it. And they were not going to tell us. But as we've seen, not only they are as stupid as they are dangerous right now, as a, as a as a government leading, you know, good people in a, in, in the country. I do not believe Russia and all its citizens are are the problem. I believe it's these leaders. You, I, I, just don't believe they keep it a secret. And and the. And if he's saying, well, we've recovered them, but other countries have too, I guess, if that's what he said, I'd I'd believe it a little bit more. But he's speaking rather authoritative about it. We ain't the only ones. Someone would have leaked. Someone after all these years. Someone with irrefutable proof would have come forward. I guarantee it. So... I don't believe everything's a weather balloon. Roswell's suspicious. I love it. I love reading up on it. It's suspicious. I'm, I'm more inclined to believe the the, the high fantasy tale that the, the Russians uh, in the 40s and 50s were building sci-fi saucer-like tech to try to freak our country out. and you, I, I'm, I'm more interested in that as a truth. Than an alien craft crashed in Roswell in 1947, uh, but it's suspicious. There's a lot of things that are weird. I love reading reports. I I go to websites that document ghost hauntings and alien sightings and Bigfoot sightings. I go to those websites when I'm bored during the day. That's why probably I can't get work done. But you have got to make me believe. And anyone out there who's liking the tweet and retweeting the story and saying, we salute you, whistleblower, sir. You're probably more apt to believe that we've captured alien tech than you are that drag performers have a right to exist or perform their art. Don't be that way. Find me proof. And I'll believe in the aliens. Go to a drag show. Support the podcast. Tell your friends. It's me rambling. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I've had a burrito and I get a little indigestion. And the episode needs to wrap up sooner than later. Support me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash We are close to getting back to our biggest win with Robbie Smith. Speaking of wonderful queens. Um, Robbie, of course, a lot of you know, was uh, held up for a long time. Uh, in the hospital with some serious, serious, serious medical stuff going on, um, Robbie's got some stories to tell, and we're just waiting. He's back home with his dad, and he's just handling some business, getting used to his uh, his life right now. And then, and then we're gonna have uh, uh, our show, our our biggest win, uh, which is a currently a Patreon exclusive show. We had one episode, and then Robbie Robbie bolted straight into the hospital for months and left me behind. <laughs> Kidding. Love you, Robbie. Uh, that's coming. That's all at patreon.com slash Ken um, Also, I will, uh, will, um, I will uh, uh, tip off in terms of the stand-up world. Uh, some bigger shows coming later in the year uh, with Mr. Mark Ellis. Stand by for those announcements soon. Uh, but also, I, I can confirm, uh, one way or another, I will have a um, little bit of a mini-comedy special to be released uh, later this year. It might be uh, through kind of a, a, a cool, bigger kind of company and push behind it. Uh, but uh, also, it might be me by myself uh, putting something out there. And uh, you'll know that here. But also, uh, I'll make sure those who support me at patreon.com slash Ken uh, get a little something extra with that as well. Uh, all right. That's it. That's it. Seriously. What are you doing? Go to a drag show. Hi.